0: What's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here. My co-host, Harrison Sanford, uh, Inside the Green Room, brought to you by Jack in the Box. Uh, we've been so kindly be joined by one of the greats, the guy who should have been on the Dream Team and many more other teams you should have been on, uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, the, the real Isaiah Thomas. Everybody keeps adding the, the <laughs> young one. This is the real one. not saying Little Isaiah. He's not, a, he's not a real Isaiah. He's good. too, very good. But this is the original. Uh, Isaiah Thomas so welcome to the show man really appreciate you taking your time out thank you man so much for uh, joining us Um, and you know let's let's jump into some some good topics outside of you know discussing Dream Team and Michael we want to talk about your champagne Uh, tell us about that a little bit.
1: Well I'm going to talk about our champagne because you know the the, the Players Association and and Think 450 actually uh, are equity partners with me and I, I got the bottle here so they were they were they would be remiss if I, didn't, if I didn't hold it up and show it. It's Chillon Champagne. Uh, you know, you and I and, and all uh, the NBA players, we got, uh, they just told me to keep holding up. We got <laughs> you know, close to 200 acres over in the old region of Champagne, which is the oldest region of Champagne. Uh, our Champagne is the, the only first press of the grape Champagne that's in the United States, low in sugar and zero sugar. This bottle here only has five grams of sugar. It's one gram per glass. We're the largest, highest volume producer of first press grape champagne in the United States. Uh, we got the only 90 plus rated portfolio of champagnes in the United States. None of our champagnes are second and third press. A lot of those marketed champagnes that we've been drinking, the ones that you get a headache from, or if you <laughs> drink too much of it, you throw up, uh, those are second and the third press of the grapes. And just to give you an example, the third press of the grapes is actually used to make vinegar and perfume. So, you know, just like uh, a lot of us uh, have become wine connoisseurs, it's good to be partners with uh, the 450 NBA players and, uh, you know, enjoy your Chillon champagne. For sure. So these
0: will be, please tell me, these will be, if we win, if the Lakers win this year, (laughs) will these
1: be in the locker room for us to be able to celebrate with they, they will be in the locker room oh. if you guys decide to celebrate with them. And and oh, I would suggest you should celebrate with your own champagne yes. and promote your own champagne because every time a bottle of this gets sold, you get paid. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And uh,
0: uh, speaking of grapes, uh funny you mentioned it. I don't know if you knew this, uh, Zeke, but uh, I do have a grape line that I've I, I partnered with out here in California. So hopefully one day we might be able to, Make some shake, make some happen. They're actually, really good grapes, but I'm sure you have a particular grape.
1: That oh, well, we should works. definitely do something together. I mean, you, yeah. uh, you know, the champagne is a is a very exclusive category, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you're making red wine or, or white wine, uh, you know. But we, you know, we definitely should do something together.
0: For sure, I, I'm not a wine drinker, a but a lot of
1: wine party.
0: Yeah, a lot of the guys on the team drink wine, and I have the pristine grapes, which has been great for me this year, and and people are starting to love it. Um, but tell us how the the pandemics affected that the obviously you said you're still number one selling um in the country um tell how it's affecting Well, how you're ho- handling how you're ho- holding up uh, how business is hand holding up and how you're handling and your family's handling it uh since uh the pandemic has started
1: i'll start with the family um you know family is is holding up and i don't know if you you know but my my daughter tested positive for the virus um and actually she's on the other side of it now okay, and. good uh, and She's doing uh, quite well and, uh, you know, knock on wood. And, you know, I thank everybody for their prayers. Uh, so we're, we're all holding up and, and everybody's healthy. And, you know, the most important thing right now is, you know, we, we got love to keep us together, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the business side, you know, like every other business, we, we've taken a little hit also. Uh, because when the economy slowed down and people stopped being able to move around, a lot of our business depends on uh, the hospitality industry, so the hotels, the restaurants, and, and also the, the nightclubs and everything else that you may frequent. You know, we took a little hit there, but fortunately enough for us, uh, and, and thanks to you guys also, uh, a lot of people do know about the champagne, so they've been able to go online and order it. Uh, so they order from wine.com, they ordered it from different outlets, and, and since some of the stores have stayed open, we're in the major chains. Uh, we in the fries out in Arizona. We in all Myers. We're in the Myers and we in the Krogers. So people are going in the stores and buying the champagne too. Are you? Are you? Uh, so first and foremost, I'm glad
0: your daughter's good and healthy and safe and Thank doing you. better. Um, and everybody in the family's been good. Um, are you in Detroit right now? Are you anywhere near? Are you in Chicago? Where I'm are you located? In New right?
1: York right now. You're
0: okay. in New York right now. Okay. Out of town. But a lot of a lot of your, a lot of your, okay, a lot of your family and friends in back in in Chicago, Detroit area.
1: Yeah. So my family and friends, all my, all my family, I'm originally from the west side of Chicago. Okay. Uh, so all of my family is, uh, you know, the majority of my family is in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Detroit. Uh, we, we're pretty much a, a Midwest family. Do oh, nice. have family in uh, in Texas and uh, Memphis also, uh, but for the most part, um, you know, we're in the Midwest.
0: Yeah, I was just I was the reason why I ask is because we want to know we haven't talked to anybody from those areas and seeing how it's affected those areas in Chicago yeah. and Detroit. Uh, please give us a little insight on that if you have talked to your family, if you haven't been back to the Chicago or Detroit area, uh, tell us how the how the, they're handling the pandemic in those cities.
1: So and in, in, in just like here in New York, as you as you know, we're, we're in a hot spot here in New York. Yeah, hot, as, as the virus continues to move across the country, um, you know, the, the three places uh, in the Midwest that it's actually affected, uh, you know, pretty significantly is, is Michigan in terms of Detroit, where I where, uh, have a lot of family at and friends and also uh, Illinois. So we just all try to get on and have Zoom chats uh, every day from four to six. Uh, fortunately enough for me, my son will get on and play music and DJ, and <laughs> and, and we talk. and It and it's been a, it, it's really been a, a good way to get connected. Uh, you know, all of us have been touched one way or the other by someone passing away, whether it be a friend or a relative that's been close to us. Because this virus has really hit all of us, but. Uh, the one thing I think it's also done, at least from us, from a family uh, who really didn't use Zoom as much, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it used to be you only have a family reunion once every like four or five years. Uh-huh. Now it's like we have a family reunion every day because yeah. people from yeah. Memphis, people from Mississippi, people from everywhere are coming in. And it's like uh, you, you're talking to people that you hadn't talked to in years. So that that's one way it's been good. Oh, great. Yeah,
2: yeah, there's a number of, you know, it's a negative, situ- it's a negative situation. But there are a number of positives that we can bring out uh, from a moment like this. Uh, I don't have an NBA title to celebrate. Uh, <laughs> but I imagine when this is all over the person who comes up with the vaccine and all the healthcare workers, there should be an unlimited supply of champagne for them, one would hope.
1: Uh, and, and we are just gonna keep it specific and and, and say it's Sherlan champagne. There you go. We're, we're not gonna broaden the category. <laughs> Sherlan
2: champagne only. <laughs> yes.
1: We we want everybody drinking the best of the best in the first press. Exactly. There you go. If you're not drinking if you're not drinking the first press, then you're not drinking the best.
2: There you go. I like that one. Uh, Isaiah, we have a number of topics that we would love to discuss. Obviously we want to tap into some of your Indiana days as well as the Lakers. Piston's finals history, but first, obviously, the, the main thing in the sports world right now is The Last Dance. Uh, what's How have you received some of the reaction to the most recent episodes, uh, particularly as it pertains to your inc- uh, exclusion from the Dream Team and uh, the controversy where you walk, your team walked past Jordan, and now the public's getting to kind of see it again? How have you taken the reaction to that?
1: You know, you know, it's it's been interesting, and and I'm sure Danny can 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 relate to it. Um, you know, uh, and 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 I'll I'll just start with you know having a chance to peek behind the curtain of the opponent, because you know when you're competing against a team, you never really know the the inner workings of the organization, what's really going mm-hmm. on. You hear bits and pieces, but you know looking back now and having a chance to really look. Through their organization and how they were working, Uh, I'm enjoying the doc. I'm fascinated at the relationship that they had with Jerry Krause (laughs) during that period of time. Right, you know, uh, Jack McCloskey, who was the GM for the president GM for the Pistons, uh, Jerry West, president GM of the Lakers, Red Arback, president GM of the Celtics, and Jerry Krause. Hey, them was the dudes, man. You know what I mean? I mean that 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 era. That those are the people who were winning championships. So uh, you didn't really know from the outside looking in uh, that uh, they had that much uh, kind of animosity going on inside uh, with their president and GM. Uh, in terms of myself, uh, you know, I I never knew that uh, hearing hearing uh, you know Jordan say that you know he had hate in his heart for me. I mm-hmm. I never thought of it. That way. You know, I, it, it was it was surprising to me because uh, you know we we've seen each other uh, since nineteen ninety one ninety two. You know, and every time we we've met, it's it's always been friendly. It's always been cordial. Uh, you know, my son was wearing you know the Bulls twenty three jersey and you know, wore his Olympic jersey, had the shoes and everything else. So you, we thought everything. At least I thought everything was in between the four lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought it carried out of the four lines, and I never carried out of the, out of the four lines so it 's just interesting to see how everything is kind of kind of playing out and really i 'm <laughs> enjoying the dock i don 't know don't, don't sure. know about you, but i 'm um, enjoying it I'm, I, th-
0: I, uh, think, I think we all are man, but i I, I think if you know Michael or any he 's so competitive that you beat up on him enough times y'all are beating him and y 'all are beating up on him. Uh, that he was gonna probably take it outside the lines a little bit, um, but obviously that's way back in the day. How are you guys? You said your relationship now. How, how do you? Where do you guys stand now?
1: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, really, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, I thought everything was was all right. I mean, I've I've been to dinner with he and Ahmad Rashad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you can see, I, I covered his games when I was uh, working for NBC, mm-hmm. and um, you know, really, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't really. I didn't know it was this kind of ice. <laughs> uh, but uh, really, I I have no bitterness or hatred in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 when you say we we back in the '80s, I, I do want to clarify this. I mean, everybody was getting hit. I mean, Danny, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no one who got yeah. hit more than me. Yeah, They yeah. <laughs> got the scars to prove it now. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm six feet tall. I'm not six, 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 seven. <laughs> so I was getting a lot of hits upside the head. and But that, that's the way the game was played. Uh, and in terms of, you know, us as a basketball team, um, you know, and, I, and I've said this before, you know, if we, you know, particularly myself, if we had a chance to do it all over again, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what we know now, of course we would do it differently. And, of mm-hmm. course, I would do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during that point in time, when you and Danny, you, like I say, you, you, you understand this emotion better for than sure. anybody, you know, for sure. it's one thing climbing the mountain, mm-hmm. but when <laughs> you lose and you coming down the mountain, those emotional feelings that you having of losing and everything else, you, you more into celebrating yourself and, and, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that lapse in judgment that I, particularly had you know i own it i claim it and i've mm-hmm. said I, I apologize for it but at the mm-hmm. end of the day you know that was the emotion at that time and and that's what we did
0: now nah, ball players fully understand professionals it's fully understand behind the scenes if you played uh during type certain type or certain era uh you know how things were handled or how things were done and there's always sort of one more than one side of the story and i think everybody understands why certain things have happened or did happen um you know what was I guess the trend during that time. So, you know, we, we I understood f- fully, obviously they didn't take light to everything, but it you know, said so the past is the past move forward, get, get past it. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like you guys, is a, I'm sure you guys are fine uh, in his mind. I think he's just going back to those days and just reminiscing of when he was getting beat up and losing. Uh, I just think he yeah. still th- didn't like it left a bad taste in his mouth. I, I see,
2: uh, well, well, who likes losing?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly especially not him, especially not him
2: as yeah. uh, speaking of competition, I, I know yesterday at one point, Michael Volban had some comments as it pertains to uh, the number of players that he originally thought were against your inclusion in, in the dream team, and then he clarified uh those comments, obviously uh, you weren't a part of that ninety two team You had an opportunity in ninety four but then you had the, the the Achilles injury that kind of that kind of curtailed that effort uh what would, what could happen now to make uh, you feel better about not being included on that team? Because I think it's consensus among everybody who was on that team that you deserve to be on it.
1: Uh, So I'll I'll answer uh, both parts of the questions. And, and, um, you know, after, after the, the, the announcement of, of, but what, what, what Wilbon said in terms of, you know, everybody, or there were at least nine players um, that that didn't want me on a team. Hmm. Uh, I, actually, I actually talked to eight of them. Mm-hmm. They all called me up because, you know, everybody's still kind of friendly. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, you know, I wasn't one of the guys. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And before you know it, the numbers started, you know, adding up. And mm-hmm. uh, so credit to, to Mike Wilbon, though, for just mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, Different people reached out to me and and I was wrong in terms of the numbers. Uh, so it's good to know that, you know, still there's a brotherhood that exists between all of us as current and former players that, you know, when you when you write you right and when you wrong, you're wrong. That's that's just how it still goes. Um, and what was the
2: second part of that question? What could happen now to make you feel better about not being a part of that team? Is there anything that could be done? You know and and this is
1: this is all of us right as as athletes there when you try to make the team sometimes you don't make the team yeah. and, and you know danny i mean I, I know i don't know how it was back in your day but you know you had to try out make the team and they put the name up on, on the, yeah. on the you go <laughs> look and see if your name is there and mm-hmm. if your name's not there you know you just try to get better for and, sure and and when i didn't make the team and you can go back and you can look at any of my quotes. When I didn't make the team, of course I was hurt, like any other person would be hurt or disappointed. Uh, but I rooted for the USA team. Mm-hmm. As I said, I, I bought my son the jersey, and we, we rooted for the Olympic team. We wanted them to win the gold medal. I watched every game, and, and you know, I, I was a supporter. I wasn't a participant. Now, did I want to be a participant? Absolutely. Who doesn't want to make the Olympic team? Who doesn't want to be a part of that? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> But but in terms of like hating somebody or being bitter or how do you make it right? You know, it's it it is what it is. You, I didn't make the team, and 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 I truly moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the reason why it comes up, it didn't come up from me. It comes up from everyone else saying mm-hmm. you should have been on the team. Mm-hmm. I've never said I should have been on the team. I said mm-hmm. I met the criteria, mm-hmm. but I wasn't selected, which is a meme now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny, man. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to be on a, an Olympic team one day. I mean, I'll probably never make one, but you know, it's always a dream of everybody. And he said sometimes you just don't make it, but obviously you meet the criteria. I don't know if I I ever met the criteria. Um, I've seen a couple of different interviews, a couple different things. Now, after watching the part of the, the doc and the series, um, where do you – put Michael on your list? Because there was some talk that you didn't think he might have been the greatest of all time. Or do you think after watching or playing against him and seeing, obviously, present day era, do you put Michael at, the, at number one? Or will you have him top three, top five?
1: So there, there, there's, that's a two-part question, the mm-hmm. way it was asked to me. They asked, they asked me during that particular time, who were the, the top five players that I had to compete with in mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? And that that was my time frame. Mm-hmm. And and in the 80s, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic, mm-hmm. no, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Jordan, and then Dr. J. Now, why is Dr. J five? Because I caught Dr. J on the tail end of his career. When I came in, they had just won the NBA championship, the 76ers. Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, Boston, LA, Boston, LA, and then Detroit. And so those were my biggest competitors. And, and by the way, if I was trying to make myself look good, I would say Jordan was my biggest competitor because of all those people I just named, I beat him the most. <laughs> so, that, so that would just make me look better if I put him at number one in terms of the competition that I had to face during the 80s. Okay. Now, who's my goat? Mm-hmm. Okay. My goat, you know, greatest of all time. To me, that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was when I was announcing in the '90s, I had an opinion, and I said, "Hey, Jordan's the goat," so forth and so on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then it's like, okay, because before that, this goat conversation and all this, this this new stuff that's coming out that y'all brought <laughs> into the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all, y'all start asking these real critical questions, like. But well, who really is the best for us? We're just like, you know, going along with it. But these are good questions. So when I look back and I, when I went back and I actually examined and I critiqued and I studied, there's no person in the history of all sport, from grade school to high school to college to the NBA, has had a better basketball playing career than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then when you take into account what he stood for in terms of social justice during that period of time, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the stance that he took outside of the playing field, you know, those are, those are big things in in my mind, in terms of what the GOAT was. That's why Muhammad Ali is still the GOAT today. Not because he could knock people out, but also the stances he took outside of the playing field. Mm -hmm. So to me, when I look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, six championships, what, six or seven MVPs, to, you know, scored the most points. Anybody in the NBA lost one game in college, one game in college, lost wow. one game <laughs> in high school, and didn't lose in grade school. <laughs> anybody say that. <laughs> to me, that's <laughs>
0: That's pretty special, man. That's pretty special. Um and interesting enough, uh, Harrison, sorry for you, because I want to stay on this topic. Um, obviously, you listed your go-to. Mike has listed you as number two of his point guard, best point guards of all time, right behind Magic. Um, first, give us your thoughts on that, and, and also give us your thoughts on the point guards today or who you would rank in your top five greatest point guards of all time.
1: You know, for for, for me, and, and by the way, you know, I thank him for for acknowledging mm. that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I I would just say that, you know, to me, in, in my rankings, Magic Johnson and Oscar Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, those two guys, to me, they're, they're up there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and the reason why I say that, because then, you, you know, as, as you play, right, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, size matters. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know if, you, if, 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 if the athlete that you're playing against is bigger than you, mm-hmm. if he's stronger than you and he's faster than you, that person has an advantage. <laughs> Has a huge advantage. And the only way a smaller person can beat a bigger person in the game of basketball is if that bigger person makes a mistake that allows that smaller person to take advantage of it. Yeah. But if they come to the game and they got the same intellect and they playing with the same smarts and the same inter- – that bigger guy is going to beat that smaller guy every single time. LeBron James. So, so, yes, yeah, LeBron James, right? Ron James, bring a, he brings an intellect to the game where he don't make a lot of mistakes. And when you're bigger, faster, stronger, you you got an advantage. That's what sports is. Now, when you drop it down to the small people, like the, the, the guards of, like, myself, Stockton, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, you know, Jason Kidd, so forth and so on. And I thought Jason Kidd was my size until I met him.
0: Before. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bigger guard.
1: Yeah, you know, but, but, but when you drop it down like that, right, it, it's like all of us on any given day, and I and I mean this for, for real, because, and Danny, you know you done played a lot. I keep coming back to you saying this. You know yeah. on any given day, there are some guys that you may meet in the park one day, and if they the same size as you, mm-hmm. they may give it to you that day. Yeah. <laughs> but the little guys, right, the only advantage we have it's really all intellect. Yeah, we all we all just as fast, mm-hmm. right? None of us got a like Jordan had a forty nine inch vertical. Yeah. Us got that, Right? <laughs> so it's like we all so so. It all depends on what day you you actually match us up on mm-hmm. if we gonna get each other. Hey, I saw Kyrie and Steph going at it, right? Yeah. Me in this era of, of point guards, you know, and and Chris Paul is a little older than those two. So I'm going to put him in another category. But, but Steph right now and Kyrie, every time those two play against each other, to me, that's much CTV, man, from a yeah. look-out perspective. Yeah, for now, sure. Now, you mm-hmm. probably want to see the wing guys play, the, the taller people. But I'm looking at yeah. – if <laughs> I had to give my ranking, it's hard for me to give a ranking uh, because,
0: really, well, it's it,
1: an it, it acquired taste.
0: For sure. Is there any guys, the young guys, like you said, Kyrie and Steph, is there any young guys that you see – breaking into that or surpassing that and becoming one of those top guards that, that you like their games um, in particular?
1: Well, I, I think like, like you were taught at a, at a very young age and also, you know, being in San Antonio and, mm. you know, now with the Lakers and, and in Toronto, um, you know, there's playing in the NBA yeah. and then there's winning championships in the NBA. And, you know, there, there are different levels to it. And I know people don't want to hear it that way, and they think, "Oh, well, this guy got lucky; he was on the right team." So, <laughs> no, it's a little bit more than that,
0: yeah, right?
1: Yeah. And uh, so, my criteria still is: can you win a championship at the highest level? Mm-hmm. And not can you accumulate, you know, great stats at the highest level, because. All of us as basketball players and NBA players, we do know how to manipulate a game to get stats. <laughs> now the, the average fan don't want to believe that, but yeah. We do. <laughs> <laughs> and, sure. and a lot of us don't do that. But at the same time, you know, there are some who do. But the champions, the champions have to come to the table correct, play the game correctly, and the game rewards you for that. And, um, you know, so... I look at the, at, at the guards, and I always measure, like, you know, f- first let's count the rings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then right. let's, let's talk about play.
0: All right, all right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by Jack in the Box. Order your favorites like Jumbo Jacks, Curly Fries, or two tacos all day, every day using their mobile app, drive through or delivery.
2: You know, speaking of rings, Isaiah, I look back at, I try to look back at these games from the 80s, and the one thing I find unfortunate it's almost as if each team's peak was at different times. You had the Celtics, and then they started to kind of deteriorate. Then you have your team, and then you guys started to deteriorate a little bit, and then the Bulls. and then meanwhile, the Lakers as well, Like, and you know, because we're going to talk about the finals, Magic Johnson and Byron Scott were hurt for that one series when you guys played off in the finals. I think the one disappointing to me, disappointing thing to me as a fan it seems as if no team was ever at their peak and really facing each other. But if they were, and I know you have a bias here, how do you think that plays out if every team no injuries, they're playing at the peak ages, and things of that nature?
1: And and I'm going to say by you asking that question, you must be a Laker fan. So I know <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I'm an NBA fan. I'm an NBA fan who's no, 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 no no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> and if you, I, I hope as we get to know each other, you know that I got I got a little bit of sense of humor. Yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> all good, yeah, it's, good, all it's all good. You
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember uh, I saw Danny in the elevator one time, and I just walked up to him and I hugged him. Danny, <laughs> 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 what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's why the the NBA and trying to win a championship. You know, they always say they used to say it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, we didn't we didn't have load management. So mm-hmm. what what went into you know your your conditioning. And, and also your stamina and your ability to endure, you know it was winning the championship back at the time was an endurance test also. So yeah. all those things were were part of the the criteria of measurement that you got measured on. Uh, so the the teams that 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 could last the longest that can endure the longest, they were rewarded. but also at that time, you had you. You always had the young lion coming in. You always had mm-hmm. the, the upstart team, you know, trying trying to catch the 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 older team, and the older team possessed the wisdom. They they possess knowledge, and and I keep going back to Danny, who you know, who may have a chance to win the championship with three different teams, you know, San Antonio, Toronto, and and possibly the Lakers, you know, and you know, there, there's an intellect that come along with that, right? You can. You can play hard, you can run hard, but do you know how to win the game in those crucial moments? And there's always a there's a part of the game, there's a three or four minute part in the game where it's a forty eight minute game, but these three minutes can be in the first quarter, the second quarter, or the third, but you gotta know when those three minutes are. And if you win you can win the game in three minutes out of the forty five or the forty eight minute game. Mm. And that's what the that, that was the wisdom that the older players had. So you, you always had to bring your, your briefcase of knowledge to beat those older teams. So when you talk about where well, they got old at the end, physically they did, but mentally they were much smarter because they didn't waste as much energy as you did. <laughs> mm. so, um, it, was, it, was, it was always a challenge beating those teams. And, and actually when, you, when we beat the Celtics and when we beat the Lakers, you know, it was okay. It, it's almost like you've graduated from college. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, <laughs> you and, can get to the and next the team,
0: level.
1: <laughs> the professor that you always had, who always gave you red ink on your paper, yeah. right? It <laughs> was just sitting there, like, okay, next. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. The team that you, the teams that you're always losing to or get, finally get passed. It's like you said. It's like moving next level on a class course or, or graduating as uh, you say that because each year you prepare for that every time you lose you prepare for the team that you lost to we yeah. lost to okc i was prepared for okc we lost to miami we got to prepare for miami uh, all year round we prepare for those teams when we finally got it done then it's like okay it's more of a relief like oh, we finally passed the class <laughs> so, and, and,
1: and danny so let me let me ask you this question so and i, I just know from my experience what you just described
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we lost to boston we weren't thinking about nobody else. Like, people want to think like, okay, oh, well, you just saying this because you got something against Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> they, they won the competition. They did yeah. really won the competition. And and if you look at the record, you'll see, like, they won the competition. The competition mm-hmm. for us was Boston. Mm-hmm. But every game, no matter who we were playing, in all mine, we were playing the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So we, we were prepared to play the Boston Celtics for 82 games. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, is that, is that how it was for you, too?
0: That, exactly. That's exactly how it was. That's the team to beat. The team to beat was Miami at the time or Golden State, you know, or OKC because we're in the West. We had to beat OKC and, and Miami after that. But then Golden State emerged. So it was always like, all right, we got to prepare. If we want to win and be the last team standing, we got to prepare every night to beat this team. It's the team to beat, whether it's in the so, East or overall.
1: So if you were playing the Denver Nuggets in in Denver in December – Mm-hmm. Was 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 Pop at that time talking oh. to you about for sure the Miami Heat? Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and and that you can't make those that, mistakes. That, against that's, us. that's what <laughs> people don't understand. Like that that mental process and that mental
0: thought. For sure, for sure. Um, going back to the finals and the games, and obviously you got a chance to play against teams healthy, unhealthy, and you were unhealthy uh, for one of those games. You were able, you were almost able to stop a back to back for the Lakers. Um, with the, I guess, in game six, game seven, you hurt, the, you hurt your ankle. Yeah. Take us back to those moments of what stood out the most to you during that time of when you said you had an opportunity to stop this back-to-back championship by the, by the Lakers. Obviously, you hated them and you're preparing for Boston and also the Lakers at that time. Take us back to those final, you know, game six and seven um, of what the things that stood out to you most that, that you remember, um, good and bad.
1: Well, I, I would say that the, the good is um, our progression as a team uh, mm-hmm. from, from 86 to, to 90. I think we were something like um, 250 in, in, in 90 in terms of <laughs> wins and losses. You wow. know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, some type, it's some crazy number that we were. Um, but when we get to L.A. in, in 88, I, I, I feel like we're the best team. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at all the stats, we won all the stats, but lost the series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better shooting percentage, series. better rebounding. <laughs>
0: probably, just probably came down to free throws or something. Like they probably just less free throws or turnover, like turnover
1: to one or two turnovers, fast break yep. points, yep. small things yep. change the game. And and they they knew how to win. So I it, I always look back and and, and we say if. If if I don't, of course, if I don't get hurt in Game Six, um, yes, we 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 win that series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we also say if if Kareem don't get the foul call at the end, mm-hmm. you know, to to send it to a Game Seven, we win that series. Now here's the lessons learned, right? Mm-hmm. You got injured, mm-hmm. and remember, Danny, you say, "Hey, injuries a part of the game."
0: For sure, yeah, <laughs> injuries sure. part of the
1: game. No excuses, right? and guess what you wasn't up enough points so that foul call had you done your job correctly kareem never would have had a chance to get that call and go to the line and make those free throws so you learn that so the next year you come back and i know you say well this person got hurt this person got hurt we never made that excuse injuries are part of the game and from an endurance standpoint they couldn't endure, just like in '88, we couldn't endure, and that's that's how it goes.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's you know we look back at Danny's championship last year. You had the KD injury, Klay yeah. Thompson went down in Game Six. It's uh, as time goes on, you kind of forget those things, but when you look back, you're like, yeah, well, this was an impact. But you're right, endurance does play a, a, a big factor. It's uh, the team
0: uh, that's playing the best and the healthiest, and Golden State was the healthiest for the four previous to that point for the past five years. And that's why they won so much. We're in the finals every, every, every time in the last five mm-hmm. years. So
2: Isaiah, I know, so I want to
1: I'm watching that, that Cleveland final, um, and LeBron James. And this to me, this mm-hmm. LeBron James is the most amazing thing I've I've ever seen as mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a basketball <laughs> player athlete. I say Kareem's a <laughs> and everything else, but what I'm watching with LeBron James. I ain't never seen nothing like this. I I have never in my life, my basketball-watching life, seen a player do what LeBron James is capable of doing, assist-wise, rebounding-wise, scoring-wise, leadership-wise, off-the-court-wise. We ain't had nobody like this dude. And, and, And so going back to my point, I'm watching LeBron James in the finals. Kyrie Irving is hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love is out. Yeah. And he and he getting it done with Matthew Della, Della, Della. Della, I Della, Della, Della. yeah. He had me, he had me thinking like, damn, Dellie G, this a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> he had me thinking like, man, is like he, he had me thinking like, okay, he can he can guard Steph Curry. He's yeah. <laughs> doing a good job on Steph Curry. Yeah. Realistically, you like. Come on, man, Steph. Yeah. But that's how good LeBron was doing For sure. that at the time. And it's like, look what he's working with.
0: And he, he had his guys playing their best basketball. He? He, he knows yeah. how to get the best out of his, his team and his teammates. So he had Dele playing on a level that said people were thinking, you know, Dele, good. Like, you know I'm not saying? <laughs> saying that Dele's not good, but he had him playing on a Steph level. And you're like, wow, yo, he actually is playing really great defense on Steph. But uh, Harrison, i let you get your, your last question before I, I wrap it up and ask my, sure. my last question.
2: Sure. You know, it, it one thing, Isaiah, that's not highlighted as much because The Last Dance is pretty much focused on Michael Jordan and the Bulls is Joe Dumars. Uh, yeah. Obviously a Hall of Famer, had a great career, your backcourt uh, back mate. Um, I want to go back to your second NBA title. I believe it was game four. And before that game, you found out some news as it pertains to Joe Dumar's, hold on a second here, before that game, you found out some information that pertains to Joe Dumar's father, uh, his passing away. And from my understanding, you had to retain that information. You couldn't share it with him. And you go ahead and you play the game and you guys win. Can you take us through those moments and absorbing that responsibility of, of holding in that news?
1: That, that was uh, a, A, I was honored to be trusted with it. Uh, but B, to, to actually hold it and be next to a person competing with him, playing with him, and the love that we share for each other as teammates and brothers, to, to actually be holding that information while trying to compete and play a game,
0: Man. knowing that
1: you're getting ready to shatter this person's world in the next hour That's by the, what you're getting ready to say to him. You know, that, 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 that was difficult. You know, because every every time I looked at him, you know what I was holding inside, and looking at him, it it, it was it it was, it was, it was extremely I, difficult emotionally. But you you had to do it.
0: That, that didn't. I feel like that has to put. I said a lot of weight on you, and has to affect your game. I I don't know how you play a basketball game knowing that or thinking yeah. that, um, and still be able to win and then play at a high level, man. That's 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 tough, man. That's tough. The, um, I said I didn't get a chance to see the game. I didn't know this information till later. Um, um, the, I don't know what the numbers were for you and for him. Um, but do you recall what the numbers were? Like how well did he play? How well did you play? And afterwards, what was the moment like that you shared? Was you able to take him outside a locker room, away from everybody? And, um, you know, how, how was that discussed, or how was it brought to the table?
1: Yeah. You 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 making me you making me go there. That's. Uh... <laughs> So um, I think we both played well, mm. and uh, not only did did we play well, uh, we we end up winning the game. Mm. And I remember after the game, you know, us celebrating, going to the locker room because you know we had we had won. Up, it's very rare to win a road game. You know, win yeah. so a road game in the NBA Finals. There, there's nothing but like there's nothing like oh you know so yeah. And so we, we go in the locker room and as we go in the locker room, uh, you know, Chuck looks at me and, and I know what we're getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. So he walks out of the room and I, and I grab Joe. I say, you know, you know I, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, and I had a look on my face and, and, and he's like, Zeke, what, what, mm-hmm. what's wrong? Is something wrong? Mm-hmm. It's like, we just need to talk to you. The media, nobody, uh, none had came in, and then uh, Chuck and I, uh, you know, broke the news to him, and you know, he just broke down and crying, and you know, we holding each other, and um, you know, and then you tried to get his family on the phone, and but that was that was that was difficult. That was that was really really tough, um, but that's mm-hmm. what we had to do. For sure, man, and I commend you on that.
0: That's a tough thing to, to even play with. I don't know. Like, we had – and that's hard to compare and contrast, but even the whole, with Cole, when, when, what happened with Cole, mm-hmm. even just having that service before the – that was probably one of the hardest games that I've had to play as an athlete, you know, after going through all those emotions and knowing and, you know, watching the videos of him and, and his family and it's just tough man that that weight and so those emotions up and down emotions will play a game like that we lost the game yeah um,
1: of course so, you did of course then, you did.
0: I mean emotionally how could you win so for you to play well and win that game and it's tough uh, but we're gonna wrap up on a better note um talk about a little bit about your indiana days my brother actually went to indiana i don't know if you knew that or not i didn't know i didn't know that i have a younger brother devontae green who uh he's a senior this year um and he's trying to figure out, you know, the, the process because they, they haven't been able to make the tournament or play in the tournament the last couple of years the way right, he's went right. to. So this year, they would have had opportunity and it got cut short. Um, they had a good enough record and if they would have played well in the tournament. It, I did not
1: know that was your brother, yep, man. Yep, <laughs> and I'm yep. sorry. I, it's I, all right, I would, man. <laughs> I would have looked out a whole lot better. A lot yeah. Like,
0: hey, a, a lot of people don't know my brothers. We don't look alike or act like we were very different people, and right. he's actually coming here in a couple of days to come work out with me and, and hopefully get prepared for this process of trying to get right. drafted or get on a team. Um, but for so those who don't know, um, what advice would you give those younger guys? or those players that are, said so they're seasoned, as seniors, they got cut short or entering the draft in the process. And obviously he's an Indiana alum. Um, what was some advice you give him, um, you know, considering the, the I guess the, the process is different now due to the pandemic. Um, yeah. what, what are the things that he can do? What are the things that he can, um, I guess, make himself noticeable? Obviously said he didn't burn playing the tournament. Um,
1: yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, in and, and- in terms of trying to make an NBA roster, and you know this better than 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 anyone, um, mo- most NBA teams, if if they get a star, great. Mm-hmm. But most NBA teams aren't looking for a star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they are looking Especially for the ones somebody. that made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they looking for somebody who can be a good teammate, mm-hmm. be a good person, be around the group. And you know that that that's what that's what you're trying to do. And and my advice to him would be, from an athletic standpoint, whatever shape you think you in, <laughs> get in better shape. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> For sure. uh, and and I'm not talking about you know you know just strength shape. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about stamina.
0: Wins, running. Yeah,
1: because uh, when if if you do go to trials or, or workouts, um, you know, with different teams. Uh, you know, what I I always found and what I always had as an advantage, uh, I always thought that I was in better shape than the person that I was competing against. Mm -hmm. And if I can fatigue that person, then, you know, when people get fatigued, then they make turnovers, they make mistakes. So in these workouts, if you're in better physical condition than the player that you're going against, because he – Devontae not going to have an advantage mm-hmm. athletically, right? The guy that you match up with, everybody's going to be the same, probably the same type of athlete. But his physical conditioning uh, is something that I would say during this period of time, truly work on in terms of your stamina. And also, of course, you know, it probably runs in the family, you know, being able to shoot the ball, <laughs> you know. So shooting and stamina, those are the two things that I would work on.
0: For sure, man. I, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time, man. This has been amazing. Um, You know, obviously didn't mean to put you through certain emotions. Uh, Obviously wanted to keep it light and keep it fun and happy. Um, Said the stories were great, man. This was this was a lot of fun, and hopefully said we can do it again. And said hopefully we can celebrate, uh, get back to the normal. We can celebrate with the champagne, Um, our our champagne, your champagne. Yeah. So um, honorary
2: bottle right here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. yeah, man, we really appreciate the time, man, and, and hopefully, so keep the family safe. Tell everyone, give everyone our best, uh, and you know, keep in touch. Hopefully, so we can get back to some normalcy and and, and do this again in person, and then we'll celebrate with our champagne. You
1: know. Likewise, thank you for having me. I appreciate all of you.